Welcome to the Lead Her Ship podcast with your host, Meredith Franklin. Join me every week as I interview different women who share their stories of success through failure. We will be giving valuable tips on relationships, business, health, mindset, and more to help you lead the life you deserve. I'm so excited you're here. Let's jump in. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Lead Hership podcast. I'm so excited because today we have one of my very best friends and special guests, Lori Sherman. She's a wife and a mom of two boys and hails from Minnesota. She is passionate about living life intentionally and going after God-sized dreams herself, but also using her futuristic and strategic talents to help others uncover their best life through her personal business and speaking events. She has hosted women's retreats for multiple churches, hosted segments on Christian radio stations and a mom's group speaker and intentional living events and probably much more in her future. She and I have known each other for a few years now, but more recently we've gotten to know each other better from the John Maxwell ambassador event that we attended. Mm -hmm. And we grew so much closer just with deep conversation about hearing God's voice and how God really has spoken to her and how she stepped into and in obedience into that. And so I'm so excited for you guys to hear just the tangible things that you can take away to live your life more intentionally. So welcome, Lori. Yes. Thank you, Meredith. I am so excited to be here and thank you for having me on your podcast. Yay. Okay. So why don't we kind of just jump in and why don't you share with us when you decided to live your life more intentionally or what was it that woke you up into living your life more intentionally? Yeah, that's kind of a deep question. There's different segments of my life. But I would say the main, the big thing that I would say first triggered it was I went to college, got a degree in business. I was so excited to go into the workforce, you know, change the world, bring my gifts and talents. And I was soon, I would say not disappointed, but didn't realize the magnitude of how I was not created to be in a cubicle. And that was a tough spot for me, really, of thinking like I have futuristic, right? So I'm like, I graduate college. I, in my mind, I have an idea of what life's going to be like. And then you wake up and you pull into a parking garage and you go to your cubicle and that repetitive, I would call it the groundhog's day of do your work. You know, the people were great, but just for how God has wired me was, that was my wake up call of, I think I was there for a year and it just kind of crushed my spirit and my soul. Like I'm typically very happy, very positive. And when you feel like your soul is being crushed, like that alerts me, right? And so I would just kind of look around the office. And for whatever reason, I knew if I didn't change something right then, I would end up being, you know, I was probably 20 out of college, you know, being that 40 or 50 or 60 year old down the way. And I didn't want to be that for me. Some people love that. And that's great. But I knew enough about myself that I would not be thriving there in 20 years. And so I actually um, took a step back. I talked to HR and I just said, I'm not feeling this. I don't feel right. And they were so gracious. They actually gave me like a six week break leave to just go figure out life. 
And that was hard for me because I've never dealt with such sadness, anxiety, situational depression, where like it literally kind of tore me apart. They, I had to go on meds, which I've never done that. I know that's so common, but people don't talk about it. And so I just want to bring that up of like, that's okay, right? And then also um, went through counseling a few times just to say, help me figure this out. Like I'm not naturally this way and now I am. And I love it because I didn't even finish my whole, how many if they prescribed me six sessions. I think after two or three, I'm like, all right, we figured it out. And I was like, I don't need any more. And I went back and I just said, I'm done. I, I need to walk away from this job. And again, the people were great. Um, the company was great. It just wasn't a fit for me. And that's when I just really feel like I, that intentional living, like I chose to walk away versus choosing to stay because that would have been easy. So really quickly, number one, how old were you when that was happening? Right out of college. It was my first job. So what are you, 21, 22 out of college? So you said situational depression. So you guys, like if this is something that is like triggering for you, like, oh my gosh, maybe I have this or whatever, because your soul was like feeling Mm -hmm. either trapped or crushed. Am I right? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. It was not the normal myself, you know, so if you know you're normal, like I operate pretty positive. And so that's why they put it under situational. Like it was based on my situation that I went into a funk, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's really important. Number one, she got on medication. Number two, she went to counseling. So those are huge. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend that if something like this is happening to you, but also you weren't willing to like continue that path where you're like, I will just stay on meds and then I will just stay in counseling. I love this quote. It's like, you're not a tree. You can move. So just change Mm -hmm. that situation. If that's Mm -hmm. the thing that's actually killing you. So you listened to your intuition, your, Mm -hmm. you know, the spirit talking to you saying, this isn't for Lori. This is killing her. Let's see where she thrives. So, okay, go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, no, that's so good. I didn't like taking the meds. Like you said, I didn't, like I knew I didn't need it, but I did need it. Right. So it's like, again, humbling yourself of like, I need help right now to allow me to thrive. So I did that. I found another job two days later, which is just crazy. It's just so God, right? Like he knew enough in my spirit, like Lori's going to act on this. Right. And he already has that plan a right there. I didn't have to stress. Like I was such at peace turning in that notice of like, they're glory, where are you going? I'm like, I have no idea. (laughs) You know, but I'm like, I know I'm not made for here. And the really cool thing is God had a plan, right? Because when I turned in my notice, my VP was like, hey, there's this other company, they're looking for this position, you should go interview. And I just think like, if I had not turned in my notice, I know full well, a VP went randomly come up to one of their employees and say, you should go to this other company, right? Like, God had to have me say something and act on it. And then like, give me the next step. And so, so grateful for that. And how like, that's where I just started seeing his goodness when you really listen, right? Your internal promptings and whatever you want to call it for you, but I call it Holy Spirit, like he has something for you. And I acted on it. And so then another job came, it gave me more freedom. I got to be on the road. I got to work with other people off site. And so just again, that fulfilling came and even, you know, higher pay. So it's like, oh my gosh, I could never have planned that. Right. But he knew. And then again, same thing. Like once you kind of are in a job for a while, at least for me, I was like, okay, Lord, where else can I grow? You know, what else can I learn from? And I was already at the right hand of the owner, the CEO. So I'm like, okay, he's the owner. Here's me. And again, just got that internal stirring of like, Lori, there's more for you. Right. And I get nothing bad with him or the company, like all good things. And people are like, are you kidding? You might leave. I'm like, yeah, I think so. You know, and like 
the average person around me was like, you're crazy. You know, like, why would you give that up? But again, I, I knew that feeling from before, right? That building your faith. And so again, I was like, okay, I'm going to step out on this. Nothing lined up, turned in my notice. I gave him 30 days because I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. And they're like, okay. And so, yeah, it's just been faith building of little steps along the way. And then God shows up every time, right? And that built my own faith. But those around me that watched me, like, what? I'm like, I know, I know. So then how old were you then? And were you married yet? Yes, I was married. We had one child at that time. And so it was scary. I mean, that's going from two household incomes, right? To um, one. (laughs) But we were living off of a two income salary. And so we obviously talked about it. Um, It was months in the works of praying about it, waiting for the right time. I fully believe in timing is everything and not going off of just feeling. Does that make sense? Like I might feel something, but I'm like, Lord, I need your hand in this, right? So I can see you leading me because feelings can leave you astray. Um, and yeah, it was, we, I turned in my notice and again, God had plans again. Um, we got pregnant. That was the next thing. And so we had our second kid and God filled that gap with my in-laws, decided to open a coffee shop. Again, couldn't have seen that coming. And it was, it was a nine month preparation to get the shop open. They hired me as their project manager. We get the ribbon cutting ceremony. And then like a week or two later, I had uh, my second child. And so it's like God just filled in those gaps for being obedient, but also utilizing my gifts and talents. The stuff that I learned in my first job brought me to my second. The stuff that I learned from those two helped me be the project manager for the coffee shop for my in-laws. And it's just that built my faith, but also it filled my cup because I was being utilized with my gifts and I could give back in an element that was good for my spirit and my soul. So during this whole time, were you like actively kind of just walk us through this because you're saying like, don't act on feeling yet, you know, when your soul is being crushed during certain situations, it's hard not to act on feeling. So what are Mm -hmm. you doing? Are you actively praying? Meaning like, what does that kind of look like for you? Can you kind of like let us into a little bit of your prayer life window during that time? Cause I know you've grown even since then, but like, what did that kind of look like? Yeah. Prayer was the main thing where I knew God, like I just knew that foundational and I know not everyone has that, but just hear this first. God has such good things for you, right? You are divinely made for a purpose. And I knew that very early in my life. Like, okay, there's a reason Lori was put on earth, just like you are put on earth. And that's part of the journey is uncovering like, why am I here? What am I supposed to give back? What am I supposed to bring? And so my prayer was like, Lord, where am I supposed to be, right? It wasn't me saying, I need to have this job, ABC. It was never, I wanted something. I just wanted what was best for me. And so I was very much open, but I didn't want to go ahead of God. So like, Lord, show me, give me the peace when I can turn in my notice. Please put something in my path that I will know that I know that I know I need to say yes to, right? So I just asked for like the next step. I wasn't asking for the end result. It was like, Lord, show me the next step. I knew enough that that's all I needed, right? And there's that Bible verse that talks about like the lamp unto your feet, right? Like if you have a lamp by your feet, you can only see like your next two steps. Like I didn't ask for a trail being blazed up. I was like, just give me another step. And that's exactly what I did. And then it, eventually that piece would come. Like, I just know today's the day. Like it was like, Lori, go turn in your notice. You know, it wasn't a voice. It was just like, I just knew it was time. Okay. That's really good. Just for someone possibly who is just walking into this prayer life, a new prayer life, new to prayer. You guys, I don't know about you, Lori, you probably will be totally on board with me, but like, I just talked to God. Like he is a friend just right here. Like it's not, I don't know. Not that it's like a, I don't want to say 
like I'm disrespectful, but it's like, Hey, this is what's going on. He knows me. He knows my heart. He knows my personality. So I just talked to him like he's right here. So you can do that. Like, it's not going to be something where I need a priest or somebody else involved. Like it's just you and him relational. So just start with just talking to him and asking Mm -hmm. and asking him to speak to you because he will, because he loves you. I wanted to kind of bring this up only because we were talking about this today. Yeah. So you guys, I am just now reading the book, Lioness Arising. I think that's what it's called. Let me see. Yeah. Lioness Arising by Lisa Brevere. And I was messaging with Lori and I was like, oh my gosh, girl, like this is literally what we're talking about. And she's like, I read that book. So I want to ask you if this was the same time, because I don't know, you said 2010, 2011. Tell me like, when did you have your second child? Was this around the time that you read this? Yeah. Ethan was born 2010 and then Blake was 2013. So it was in the season of prepping to it. Yeah. So it was guiding me. And yeah, what Meredith said, she brought it up. I'm like, Oh yeah, I did read that book. And it brought back all these emotions of me being on the very beginning of my journey of understanding who I am and that I do, I'm not a tree. I can move and I can have choices. And yeah, it was a full circle this morning. And I'm so thankful, Meredith, that you brought it back up because it's exactly what helped guide me in all that process. Yeah. And I'm only on chapter three right now, but kid you not, like you guys, okay, I just want you to take this in living an intentional life. It really means, are you living fully awake? And she goes on to talk about this and I just, everything that Lori's saying, I'm like, wow, she's like fully awake. She like knows herself really well. She knows what's killing her soul. So I just want to ask because a lot of times what she says in the book is that you, the enemy loves to sedate us so that we're just going through life. We're just allowing life to happen to us. We are okay with it. It's just, I don't want to say zombie because I feel like it's overused, but like sedated to the day to day, but like instead waking up to what God is doing in your life and allowing him to work and you be obedient to what he's saying because you're fully awake. So what do you want to like, kind of, I don't know. Is there anything that you're like, wow, that was, you know, in my life when I read this, I, I don't know, transitionally, or do you want to share like how to live your life even more fully awake? Yeah, that's good. And no, I fully agree because we're transparent always. Andy and I used to laugh like how much TV we used to watch, right? Like back in the day of like Dancing with the Stars, if you guys know that show, like it was literally we'd work, we'd come home and kind of be that zombie or like sedated, like eat our dinner, like, oh my gosh, life's so rough, you know? And it was like, but then God switched that of like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? You know, and not to say you can't have a favorite show, but like legit, it was like two to three hours because you had commercials back then. We didn't have all the streaming services. And that hit me. Like that spoke, I got convicted of that. Like, what are you guys doing? Like I've given you this awesome life and you're sitting on a couch every night, you know, and you drive through neighborhoods and you see TVs just glowing. And it's like, everyone's just sedated in the recliner or on their couch. And not to say that you can't rest because God talks about that too, right? But it's not a daily, nightly thing. And so that fully awakeness, one, it brought me joy back. And I loved that, right? And when you know when you're on fire, right? And you just feel good, like you're going to go do good things here, right? You're going to go volunteer. You're going to show up as a better parent or a better girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, whatever you are. And it's just, you're kind of not addicted to that feeling, but then you know, like once you've tasted that, right? Once you've tasted fully awake, like you don't like being a zombie. You don't enjoy, there's nothing good about being sedated and you know the difference, right? So it's a journey, right? And it's slowly different for everyone, but you'll know when your soul's on fire and then you, you want to stay in that lane. 
Yeah. And I think that like in other ways that we're sedated is for sure social media with Mm -hmm. the scrolling and the stories. And Mm -hmm. I mean, after being off social media for 30 days, I could not believe like how much you can accomplish and how much God wants to speak to me. And I'm just like, now I'm back in the scroll hole and I'm like, dang, like I can tell. Right. It's so crazy. Right. Yeah. And we didn't have, so Andy and I were not on social media back then, you know? So it's like, TV was the thing for us. Yeah. Like I, oh man, I don't even want to calculate how much time I spend in front of the TV. It's like so embarrassing (laughs) because like that's before, I would say before network marketing, because network marketing, it gives you like this personal development life before that. I had no idea personal development in general, but I lived like I was a stay at home mom. I had no other job. So I was just like, the TV is always on. It's never off while I was pregnant, while I was whatever. Like just, I had no life and I let it, I was like, this is the best. It's the best. (laughs) That was super lonely, yeah, super lonely. And I knew that I was meant for more, but I'm like, how the heck can he use me? Mm -hmm. And I think that this book is a great way to get that fire in you, right. To feel like, yes, like you, you see yourself agreeing with the book, right. And you want more of it. Um, but then, yeah, there's things that you can actively do to start going down that path, right? When you're ready for it, of like, yeah, I do want to do more with my life, or I am lonely. And I think for both of us, Meredith, um, personal development, I didn't know existed until um, it was shown to me in the last five years. And then I would say that second pivotal part for me of intentional living was like, people were asking me questions that have never been asked, like, it's your ideal day, you know, who would be around you? Where would you be going? I was like, I don't know, right? Because my head was always head down, right? And just part of the process of personal development has been so huge. And um, really, for me, I then broke it out into different areas of my life, like for how my brain works with strategic and futuristic, like, all right, you know, think of a pie circle, right? And I put like my marriage in a box, right? And then my kids and my friendships and my neighbors and just really pulled apart my life and wanted to kind of hone in, like, how intentional can I be in each area? And where do I want to kind of, like, up it? Like, where can I improve? Um, And then take this process, right? It wasn't like, oh, and tomorrow my life is all good, right? It was picking one or two categories and then being intentional with it to get it to the level that I pictured in my head. Right. And then after, you know, you had your son, so I think, right, you left the coffee shop. Yep, had my second son. Had your second son. And then what was the next thing from there? Was it network marketing or no? Yes. So I gave myself uh, my own 16-week maternity leave. So I had my son, okay, the coffee shop's open. I'm going to enjoy, you know, the infant stage. And then I knew I was going to get back to work at some point, right? And that summer, so he was born in April that summer, our network marketing company just fell into our lap by my best friend. I've known her since first grade. I'm so thankful for them that they introduced us to it. And I didn't even know what I didn't know, right? And so we just got started, started getting healthy and fit because again, after having a baby, you're kind of in a fog, I call it for myself, and just started feeling good again, right? And then I got introduced to more... um, of the personal development side and completely loved that. Cause I felt like I needed that, like another next level, right. In that new season of being a mom with two kids, what do I do now? And it was the perfect fit. So then like from there, you were asked the questions of like, where do you see? So tell me, how, are you all about vision boards? How does that kind of look for you being intentional and speaking out what you want? Yes. So when I first started the fact of vision boards, if you guys haven't heard of it, like you have a poster board or a piece of paper and you just think of your dream life, your ideal life, like what gets you excited, right? 
And I was like, what is this again? So I had to grow into it. And so I always tell people like, it's okay if you think they're wonky because I did too, but legit they work because here we go. And so we started making it. It was so fun as a family because I would go to Google and I would just type in like palm trees or trip or contribution. And then again, I'm very futuristic. So I'd go to images. If I saw an image I loved, it, ooh, that got me excited, right? I would save it and I would print it off and I would just paste it to my vision board. And so at that time, again, intentional living. So I just thought of every category of my life. Like, what do I want my marriage to look like? I wanted my student loan paid off. I love to travel. So what do I want for my kids? So I just kind of made my own categories on the board just because that's how my brain thinks. And then we hung it up in our living room. And I loved it because we were transforming literally in front of the eyes of our friends in our neighborhood. And they would come over. And this is just so funny. Like, I don't know why I picked like neon blue poster board because our house is not like that. It was hideous. I don't know what I was doing. And we hung it in our living room by our TV because at that point, like I mentioned before, we were watching TV. So I'm one that if I have goals, like I know how to like, for, not force myself, but make myself pick, right? So it's like, Laura, you can watch a TV. It's not bad, but you can, or your dreams are right next to it, right? You get to pick. And so I intentionally put it there because I know that would be my trigger. I had to choose, right? We have choices. And so people would come over like, what is this? Like this bright blue poster board with like Google images all over. And I loved it because I could share like, this is where we're growing. Like, have you thought about this? They're like, what are you thinking about? Like, they're still in the corporate America way, which is not bad. Hear me. It's, I'm not dissing that. But people in corporate America typically don't ask you outside of business, like, what are your personal life goals? You know, like, what do you dream about? Do you want to write a book? Do you want to start a farm? And so it's just fun to help be that light to open up their eyes to their own desires, right? I'm like, you should make one. We have one for our kids. And so I just loved being able to share as we went through vision boards that people could do that too, right? You don't have to be in network marketing to go after intentional living. And so, yeah, I just love that journey. We're on our second board now and it's been so fun to go back of like, I remember the emotion of trying to like, for me, like giving back money, right? Like, cause we were on one income at that time. Like we had just started our network marketing. I was like, oh, that's a big dollar amount to give back, you know? And I was like, I cannot wait. And then we hit it like a year in and two years, I'm like, oh, I still can picture the excitement and scaredness to put that dollar number on our vision board. But it's the power of being intentional, right? Of where we chose to spend our money over those years. Yeah. I think that is so amazing. And it is scary because you think it's not going to work and it's totally <laughs> woo woo. And then once you do it, it feels so good too, to be like, Oh my gosh, I've always wanted to go to Australia. I've always wanted to go travel here. I've always wanted a beach house in Florida, like whatever mm-hmm. that looks like for you. And then bringing your kids inside. Oh my goodness. It's cause like, I don't know about you, but as well, I do know you're going to share in a minute, but as a child, I was never asked, what are your big hopes and dreams? Like, it's like, no, 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 it's not going to happen. Something that I've learned over the past few years is, so my husband is a hunter and he's a bow hunter. And I decided to learn because of love for him. And so uh, during that time, he's like, you have to see the target. He's like, you've got to see the bullseye. You've got to see the target. You literally miss every single target that you don't see. And so you have to be focused in on the target at all times so that you can hit the target. Like that's what the thing is like, so a vision board is literally your target. So if you don't see it every day or all the time, you're going to miss every single opportunity 
that you're not looking at all the time. So it's so fun to look back and be like, oh my gosh, in 2014, I wrote down Australia. And then our family this past year was able to do a 30 day trip to Australia. So it's like, it's so intentional. You know, like they say it all the time when you buy, you, you never see this car, but then you buy this car and yes. then you see the car everywhere. Yeah. Or you okay. at least want that car and then you see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. So for you, I know you said, okay, just, just bring this in because I know you just were recently reminded of it, but in high school, was it high school? Mm-hmm. You wrote this letter. So why don't you share that with us? Yes. So I am the youngest of four and my mom and dad are just awesome. And so they kept everything of ours and she was cleaning out their house and she found an old paper that I wrote in high school and she mailed it to me. It was so cute, like in a little envelope. And I opened it. I'm like, what is this? And it was a letter of how you would describe your future. And I here I am as like a ninth or 10th grader it has a teacher's name on it. And if you know what word art is like the titles in like old school word art, it just made me laugh of like computers, right? How far we've come. And so I read through it and it was literally so many things is what I'm living right now. And I, I don't even remember writing this paper. Like, and it was so descriptive and detailed to the point of like, I wanted oak cabinets in my house and I was going to either live on a lake or a pond and I was going to have two kids and all like such detail. I was going to work for myself and bring value to people, like stuff that you would not think a teenage girl would think about. I don't think, I don't remember. And I laughed. I'm like, okay, we built our house in 06 and we put in oak cabinets, which is so funny. Now they're white, right? For the new stage. Uh, we live on a pond. We have two kids. I work for myself, right? I'm my own boss. So it's like, what? And even though I went to college to get a degree to work for a company, right? But my internal, like setting that intentional was there back in high school. I don't even remember it, but yet it drove those decisions as I got older of like, when I looked for a house, like, yeah, we should live by water, right? Like that was just in me. So it's so fun to read back. And there's so much more. Like I just highlighted my, this has all come to fruition, right? And just that power of being intentional along the way without even knowing it. My subconscious knew it, obviously, because I'm here now, but it was just so cool to be reminded of the power of writing things down and the power of allowing yourself to dream for your future and asking those questions. Yes. It is so massive. Like when you told me that I just couldn't believe it, but I could believe it because I forget that statistic that they did from that study, but it's like, if you write it down and put it away, it's still like 80% more of a chance to happen. Uh It's like so important. Uh So you guys, if you have never like written down actual dreams or something that you are longing for in your life, I really want to challenge you to do it. And then for you, Lori, okay. So we're going to kind of shift and transition a little bit because When I first met you, my impression was that you were quiet, but then you're leading speaking events and you're leading women's retreats and you're like on the radio. So kind of explain to me, I remember like when you told me that, I'm like, wait, what? You're like on the radio and you're leading these. Tell me how that even happened. And I thought you were super shy and quiet. So kind of share like that whole just transition and how God showed up. Right. Yeah. First and foremost, it's all God, right? I just stay obedient. I just laugh when he throws me stuff like, what? Okay, here we go. Right. So know that I'm very adventurous and I'm very willing. And I love that God wired me that way. So he knows like if we'll pop something up, I will always dive in and do it. Even if I have my, I've never done that before. But yeah, quiet growing up purely for the fact that I'm very much, I have a lot in my head. I always have, but I don't always care to share it. Or I'm very cautious of who I used to share it with, right? Like I wanted to make sure I was around authentic people and people that would be open and willing to listen. And growing up, I mean, kids are kids, right? Like not everyone thinks that way, right? Or 
people just talk to talk and it's just kind of funny like that's just not my jam like the chatty Cathy's like love them um but I love the deeper conversations and so when I'm in new environments I just kind of watch and listen and I love to hear what people have for input so that I can learn them right so when I go talk to them I can bring value I think is more my thing so, so the other thing is don't judge people by a cover if you have shy people in your life or quiet people know that they're probably thinking more things than you know right and so just say hey what's on your mind like what are you thinking about because that's always a great open-ended question to ask them but how do these opportunities arise i know you did you did mention or maybe you didn't mention it yet um but you did decide to take this course with ministry so like when did that kind of happen in your life and what course did that kind of take you on yeah so part of personal development through network marketing allowed me to really grow like seeing other women walking with their faith, other women being able to communicate and be on stage with good posture because where I grew up in my corporate jobs were all males leading, right? So not that I didn't think I could, I just had never experienced it as an adult, right? So to come into this realm of like, wow, we have women that have voices and they're loud and they're cheered on. I felt like paved the path for me, like you have equal rights too, right? And not that I didn't have them before, but I think I was able to see them with my own eyes and ready to do it. And so, yeah, just being around it and equipping myself of being intentional. So I was taking classes and like, okay, I wanted to grow in my faith, but I didn't know how, right? And then just being so open to what God puts in your life, right? Versus your head down and being in that groundhog's day that we've talked about. And so just things would pop up or someone would invite me to go to this worship night or a ministry night. Like, okay, I'll go to that. Like I was just so open because I knew I wanted to grow in that area. And when God knows you're willing, he's going to just give you things to grow you, right? Just if you think if you're a parent yourself or have a child, if it's something that's going to further them or grow them or develop them, you're not going to withhold that, right? If it's for their good and for their growth. And so I just kept, Lord, like you show me, like I just became an open vessel of like, I'm game. Like, I know you wired me with gifts. I know you wired me with talent. Put me where you want me and I will open my mouth. And I literally would pray those prayers. And when you pray those prayers, you better believe God is going to fulfill that, right? And so even for like women's retreats, like it was literally just referrals of like, hey, I heard you speak somewhere here. Would you like to come to our church? I mean, it was just connection, right? And just, I would just say, it's so God. Like I did not ever actively go out for any of these. They just somehow heard of me or was referred like, hey, you should talk to Lori Sherman, right? And so I love that too, because I can literally say that's all God. It wasn't like I made business cards. I didn't make flyers. I don't have a website. And I love that. Like all glory goes to him. Like I was not prepped for it in regards of your typical, what you would say for, you know, marketing person, like I'm going to go build my speaking business. You know, I was like, God literally just put it in the palm of my hands and I'm going to run with it. And he will show me where I'm supposed to go. And he gave you, I mean, pictures and dreams, right. That were Mm -hmm. like lining up. Yes. Yeah. And again, I've always had dreams and I never knew until my adulthood or put it together, I should say that yes, God gave dreams in the Bible. And I knew that, but I never put together like, oh, he still gives dreams now. And there's still, it's the same God. Right. And so when I went through the school, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's all coming together. And so yeah, I'll get dreams that are like, that's an interesting dream. Right. But then things come like, oh, and he allows me to connect the dots. Right. He knows how I'm wired. Just like he knows how you guys are wired that are listening. And he knows how you're going to connect the dots. And so I love that he speaks different to everyone, but yet it's the same God because he knows how you're going to connect the dot, right? Whether it's through people in your life or sometimes like, oh my gosh, are you God? You know, and they just start laughing. Like they, it was exactly what I needed to hear from that person's mouth, right? And they were just willing to talk to me about something. So very much just letting him guide 
And like the name of your podcast, Lead Her Ship, it's like, okay, like, let's go, Lord. I'm on a ship, you know, like I will do the best that I can. And you just, you just tell me where to go. I love that. Well, even on that same topic, well, okay. With living intentionally, let's give like tangible things that our listeners can do, should do right now, maybe like three to five tips that you want to give them to be able to live a more intentional life. Yes, I would love that. So this is what I do when I do workshops or conferences on this. I have a sheet of paper. So you can do this on anything. So if you want to grab a piece of paper or if you have your phone, open up your notes and just pick three to four areas right now of your life. You're like, you know what? I would love a better marriage, right? Or I'd love a better relationship with my girlfriends, right? Or my kids or whatever areas. So it could even be like fitness. Like, you know what? I really want to be more intentional on my health or my fitness or just moving my body, whatever that is. So I just threw down a couple ideas. So it could be growing in your faith. That was one of mine. Like I knew God, but I didn't really know him how I wanted to. So that's why I chose to be so intentional in that area of my life. Family. I chose that because I wanted to have special family nights. And so we chose Wednesday. Every week is our family night. And for us, we have a family of four. And so we're so intentional because I know one, I have two boys. So someday they're going to grow up and they're going to get married and they're going to leave and be connected to their wife. And so just wanting to enjoy the journey and pour into our kids. And we've talked about like cell phones and people on social media. Like I don't want to be that mom. Right. And I know I have good days and bad days. So hear me on that. But on Wednesday nights, like that goes away and we can play games. We play football in the yard. And so I picked family for one of mine. If you don't have kids of your own, you could still pick your family. If you have siblings or parents that you could say, you know what? I need to be more intentional of taking my mom out to lunch, right? Or getting my nails done or whatever. Um, it could even be creating traditions for your family, right? And I know some families you might have been raised in a broken home. Like, how do you be intentional? Like, okay, that's how I was raised, but I'd like to change that, right? You could be that next piece. So it can be even stuff like that where switching, you want to switch the trajectory of your family. Job into your career. I would say this is for a lot of people, like, take a look at it. Like, think of a microscope. Put each area of your life under it. Like, am I really happy? Am I thriving? Am I just collecting a paycheck? Am I using gifts and talents? Like, really look at it and be real. And don't let, I would say, like, fear of, like, well, this is all I know. This is all I know. Because I want you to know that God can change anything in an instant, right? So versus, like, clinging so much, like, well, my job is everything. My job is my income. Like, no, 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 no. It's not that. So that's a whole different growth curve. So those are some areas that you could pick if there's other areas. So find three to five areas. Like I said, mind, faith, family, job, fitness, okay, kind of areas that I picked. And then each category. So maybe grab a cup of coffee. Go to a coffee shop. If you have a fireplace, depending where you live, like sit by the fire, like create that time. Be intentional. I'm going to carve out for, you know, an hour to work on intentional living. It's really finding that quiet time. And depending where you're at with your faith, invite God into it, right? And say, Lord, like, I'm going to dive in. Can you just open my eyes to where you want me in my marriage? Where do you want me with my fitness, right? Because he cares about every area. And so you just kind of pull it apart of what inspires you. You might find like, oh my gosh, I love that they do family night. I would like to do that too, right? And that's not jealousy. That's just inspiration of like, oh, that's very cool to be intentional. What do you like most about that area for yourself? Ask that question. Like, what do you love about your job, right? What do you love about your fitness right now? And then what could I improve? So when you're looking at the good things, right, in each area and then also the improvements, then you kind of find, okay, I want to be more intentional in, like for me, I did different types of workouts and I finally landed in Pilates and I love it. But I went through CrossFit. I went through yoga. I went through working at home and workout videos. And so I was just being intentional. Like, what is going to work for Lori, you know? And I finally found it after five different things, you know? And so give yourself grace that you're not going to wake up tomorrow and be like, yes, 
And now I figured it out and I'm, I still have good and bad days and nope, I didn't go to my fitness class this morning, you know, like know that there's that room for grace, but I'm still very intentional of like, I do schedule my workout for 30 days out. Right. And if I don't feel well, I know enough grace, like I need to heal before I go push myself. So those are just some tips. Find three to four areas that you want to work on. If you're an overachiever, you can map out your whole, every area. <laughs> That's what I did, but I'm not going to put pressure on. And then, like I said, ask those three questions. What inspires you about that category? What do you feel like is working well? What do you love best about it now? And then the third thing for each category, ask like what could be improved or where do I want to go? And then with that, you kind of take the next step of like, okay, and then pick one of those and try to implement one step. I love that. I love it. And I think that it's so important. I feel like I say this every episode is to just do it and get started because I don't know, I'm thinking about perfectionists or whatever, like overthink, 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 mm-hmm. and just write on the paper and just get started. Yeah. And it's going to be messy. Have fun with it. Like you could dream all you want. Like some of them I've like 15 things I want to improve on, right? Like ideally, this is what my marriage would look like. Ideally, this is what my fitness would look like. I'm like, okay, I'm going to just fix one thing, you know, or improve one thing on it. And then I feel really good because then you get like a notch in your belt. Like, yes, I got taken off my makeup every day done versus going to bed with makeup on. Like those little things, those are wins. And everyone is in a different realm of like getting their life together or like in a hot mess. And there's a spectrum between and we've all been all over the board and it's okay. So some things that might seem like crazy, like, oh my gosh, I should have eight glasses of water a day might feel like a stretch for someone. And someone's like, oh, good Lord, I drink gallons. Like both are fine, but just be intentional to where you want to be. And then it becomes a habit. Mm -hmm. So where do you feel right now? Like God is leading you. What do you feel like he's speaking to you right now in this season? Yes. Leadership, for sure, just developing that more. So thankful for John Maxwell and how Meredith Meredith and I got to know each other better. But just really bringing in, like, that can be in any area, right? Leadership of your family, leadership of our business, leadership in our church, leadership with friends. And so some people can be fearful of that title or that word, but really it's just, I would say, calling that being intentional, right? And how do you show up? So I feel like it's just kind of reanalyzing, for me, those categories, but in a leadership perspective of, am I leading well? And you were telling me too, like you were putting out there, or I don't know if it's on your vision board now, but you know, a home possibly in Florida by the beach. Cause that's like where you're so happy and yeah. you find so much joy. <laughs> and I know for a lot of people, well, I guess where I used to be, I'll say, I won't speak for everybody. Well, that's greedy or, you know, thoughts of like that won't ever happen. And so what are your thoughts about dreaming big and I guess letting your mind go there with things like that are amazing and pretty and nice houses and nice cars, those types of things. Where do you feel like, what does God say about those things to you? Because you you have insight. Yeah. No, I love dreaming big. I feel like God's given me that futuristic where I get excited and dreaming big. But for me, the underlying factor is always for his glory, right? Like I don't need crazy fancy cars. If people have them, great. If that fulfills you, if you use it for good, right? I always say if you're giving your 10% anyway and you have extra, like the God is a God, like the 10% and 90% is yours, right? And for me, if if he's going to give me something nice and I can have something and I enjoy it and I can share it, like that's a bonus, right? Like he wants us to use what we have for his glory. So for example, like I love the ocean. I love Florida. I love palm trees. So yeah, if we ever have a place there, it's not like, oh, this is my getaway. I'll be like, girls, let's go. Families come with me, right? So it's that back to like being blessed so I can bring people along, right? And so they can come have a free family vacation and stay at a house, right? Or they can come and just feel the love of our family or we can feed them. Them, right? Like those basic things that 
God did anyway for his people, right, when Jesus was here. Just because you have nice things, you shouldn't feel guilty. But if you have nice things, utilize them, right? Don't hoard them to yourself, right? Or if you have a nice car, like, hey, borrow that to a friend. You know, like, how fun for people, like, don't just be the only one that uses the good things. Does that make sense? Totally. That God wants his children to live in abundance and wants to lavish us. And it's allow him be a good receiver and a great giver. I think that I always think about this. So like writing gratitudes down and thanking yeah. God for like, like blaming everything on God. We talked about it today, like coincidence. We're like, this is like, so God is crazy. Blame it all on God. Cause he's, it's all from him. So I think of my kids and I'm like, they, when they're not so grateful and they're whiny and they're being greedy, I'm like, Ugh, I don't even want to give you anything. Yeah. And I want to take away what I gave you. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. being like such an, like just in gratitude for everything, little things, little small mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. I mean, brings so much joy and he wants to give more and more and more and really lavish you with all of it. So Yeah. And lavish can be like even just peace, right? Like the fruit of the spirit. Like people might always sometimes think it's tangible or material. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like he operates in so many ways. And yes, if you have something that's physically or material, great, right? But he'll also give you abundance of peace. Like how do you use that when you walk into a room, you can bring, you know, you can be the temperature setter of the room, right? So it's perspective on that too. What do people expect from God? You know, he's not just going to give you gifts, like physical gifts, right? But he'll give you divine wisdom that you can bring to the workplace or the right word at the right time for your friend. So it comes in all shapes and sizes. Yes. I love that. Yep. If you are given tons of joy, spread that like crazy. (laughs) Do not hold that in. (laughs) So important. Well, so Lori, what does leadership mean to you? I know you mentioned it just a tiny bit, but what does it mean to you? Mm -hmm. I love the title of this, by the way. And I was thinking about that earlier and there's kind of like four things that popped into my head. So I just want to share them with you guys. And when I think of like ship, right? Like if you think of an actual ship, like they know what they're carrying, know what you carry, know your gifts, know your talents. Like here I am wired this way. What does Meredith carry? Does she know her ship, right? And to the listeners, you know what you carry, right? People that have a ship. So like knowing who I am, knowing what I carry was the first thing. And then two, the ship's not about you. It's not about me. My ship is not about me. Like ships are sailing. Like they're bringing the goods and they're going somewhere, right? They're going to another port. So it might be outside your comfort zone. It probably is outside your comfort zone. And that's what you're supposed to do with it. Your journey's not about you. It's like, okay, Lord, give me my gifts. Let's go. It's an outpouring. The third thing when I thought about it, and I just, I literally love this podcast thing. You're on a course, right? A ship goes on a course, but sometimes there's storms, right? Sometimes there's obstacles. And so know that your course may change and to be flexible and like not be so like my foot is in the ground and this is all I'm called to do. Like, great. Now there might be a ship sinking over here. You got to go over here and help this person, even though you thought your eye was over here. Does that make sense? And so I just love that you're bringing items to other and to know your course, right? And talk to God on your journey. Lord, where am I going? What's happening today? Who should I serve? And you might need to pivot, right? And pivot that ship. And then the last thing is surround yourself with healthy shipmates, right? And other leaders that those on your ship will make or break your journey. And sometimes there's people on your ship that maybe aren't the best for you, right? Or you've grown and those ship might have to hop onto a different ship, right? And so just be very aware of who you're surrounding yourself with on your leadership journey, leadership, and call on new people. When you see other people, like, oh my gosh, you and I would be great together. Let's go partner and do this organization. And so those are kind of the four things that come to mind is one, knowing what you carry. Two, that your ship and your journey is not just about you. Number three, that it's a course and you might need to shift and that's okay. And then the last one is surround yourself with healthy shipmates. 
is what it means to me. Oh my gosh. Like that is, I literally like had like, just, I don't know, epiphanies when you were talking. I love that. Like, oh my goodness, this, this journey isn't about me and know what you're carrying, know your gifts so that you can use your gifts. Like my brain exploded. (laughs) I love that. It's so good. Whoa. Thank you, Lori, so much. And yeah. And I hope that you guys are going to live more awake Mm -hmm. and not sedated and that we inspired you, that Lori inspired you with her journey and her story to just be awake in every situation and to know what you carry. Oh my gosh. I'm literally, I need to like write this down. I kind of wrote notes when you were talking. (laughs) So amazing. And it's Um, 2020. It's a new year. Like make this like, okay, I'm going to live the intentional lifestyle. Right. And it's a choice. And it's, I want to say it's so much fun. It is work, but it's work that's fun because it's using you and your giftings, but you're going out and helping people. So it's like that ripple effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's critical to know whatever, like, I don't know why I feel like I need to say this, but maybe you've been told that you don't have value and that you don't have gifts. And possibly you're thinking you're just a mom with littles running around. And so you can't add value and you can't serve or use the gifts. I just want to tell you that that is a lie and that you were created for so much more than just that. And that there's a reason and a purpose for you. So I really, I know that Lori feels the same way as like, we challenge you to do this work because as women, we need you to do this work. Like the world is expecting you to show up with your gifts because they're so different than anybody else's. And so we kind of need you. You're the puzzle piece, right? And to those moms, that's a season two. Like your ship is your household, right? And that's something where I love talking to moms where I'm like, Lori, I can't do it all. And I want to say, we're not asking you to do it all. So in this season, if you have littles, like be the mom to the littles, be the best, like pray with them, right? Help them pick up their toys, help them teach those values. And that's the season of your intentional life. You're being intentional with the kids, right? Because eventually like mine are now in elementary school. They're not home with me all day. And so I'm so thankful I was able to be intentional when they were home with me, knowing that someday they would be gone, right? And so it's like, you know, I know there's a season coming for this and know that for you too. If you have small kids or you're just busy with other things, look at your season and say, what can I commit to in this season, right? Without feeling guilt or shame of, I need to go do it all. And I made for all this stuff that might overwhelm you. And it's not meant to overwhelm you. It's supposed to be enjoying your personal journey and enjoy where you're at. But then also like Meredith said, challenge you. It might be your season to grow as well. Oh my goodness. I love that. Thank you, Lori. Really quick before we go, just share with us What's one book that you're reading right now? I do Audible on my phone. It's the best. I know. And you can have multiple books and it's kind of dangerous because you can start downloading things ahead of time. So one of the ones I just finished, Leader Shift by John Maxwell. And I did an online course. Yeah, so good. The next one I'm diving into or back into is Chase the Lion. Oh, that one's so good. Yes. And so that's so good. Yes. So I highly recommend that as well. But sometimes you go back and read books again. And like Meredith brought up that lioness arising. I read this like nine years ago and she's like, get it back out. I'm like, I think I might need to read it again for this new season of like, is your lioness bigger now, Lori? You know, like that next thing. So I might have to swap those out, Miss yeah. Meredith. Well, I'm going to tell you your, your lioness is much bigger and yes. you're going to see this book <laughs> in a totally different way. And I'm so excited for that. 
you guys go ahead and get that book because it is really good. But also Chase the Lion, Mark Batterson is incredible as well. Thank you, Lori, for spending time with us today and just giving us all of your wisdom. And I'm excited to just hear what women took away from this. So you guys on Instagram, please tag Lori. Lori, how can they get a hold of you? I'm on yeah Facebook and Instagram at Lori Sherman. Perfect. Very easy. So if you want to tag her and tell her, thank you so much for just imparting this wisdom into your life and how you are going to be more intentional. That would be awesome. And we will see you next week. Thank you so much, Meredith. Bye Lori. See you later. If you enjoyed this podcast, let us know. I love hearing from you guys. Tag me on Instagram and make sure you subscribe and leave me a review and tell us what you loved most about this podcast. Don't forget to send this episode to someone in your life who you know needs to hear this message. I love adding value to all of you. So thank you so much for listening and sharing. It means the world to me.